0: Welcome to Full Scope, a podcast of two guys in their 20s, giving their perspective on the games that we love, the headlines and pop culture, and the meaning behind it all. I am your host, William Burns, one of my counterparts, Sevan Morris. How's it going, man?
1: It's going pretty good, how are you?
0: It's going pretty good, man, doing pretty good. And uh, just to uh, start it off tonight, we have a special guest joining the show, Maurice Hendricks, um, a young multi- multimedia content creator, um, You know, focusing on making music, film production, and video game design. Also did the beat, the, the, the fire intro beat, to, to this show that, that you guys hear uh every week and, and the beat that closes it out uh thanks for being on man for the first time
2: yes sir thanks for having
0: me man i'm, I'm glad to be here definitely man excited to have you on and uh to start it off i mean for for this episode we're going to kind of have a double header um a, a few um a, a few topics dealing with you know the anticipation of drake's sixth album um also we're going to rank our our favorite uh three drake projects and in the second half we'll uh we're going to do a movie review of, of inception um but to start it off with um just kind of like what we should look forward to on Drake's new project Maurice Me and Savon talked about um Dark Lane demo tapes uh, last weekend in, in our in our thoughts in our initial thoughts of that but um you know in that project you know he's got a, a wide range of um new sounds and ideas but at the same time you know it's a string of tracks that aren't intended to be you know fully realized or coherent as as a, as a full album would be and um, you know, a track like Time Flies um, with it being, you know, extremely personal and, and melodic and um, catchy and, and just coincides with the variation that he's going to use probably on his sixth project. Um, but what were your initial thoughts on um, Dark, La- Dark Lane demo tapes and what, what just to kind of look forward to on his next project as it's uh, coming up pretty soon?
2: Bro, I'm so glad you mentioned Time Flies. I think that's so underrated on, on, that, on Dark Lane demo tapes. Not many people are talking about it, but honestly, yeah. that's my favorite song on his, on his new project. Like other than like um, you know, Chicago Freestyle and um When to Say When, but you know, I honestly don't really count when. those yeah. for this project just because like
0: Yeah, th- those were already Lucy's that he dropped. Yeah. <laughs>
2: and like and even Toos- uh, Toosie uh slide, like those are all like parts that he and you he usually does this with albums, right? He like puts out uh singles for it. But, like, as far as, like, the the Lucys go on, on the rest of the project, I think Time Flies is definitely, like, that honestly could have been a song uh, on an own, or, or his own project, like, or, on a major album, I think. Um, but, yeah, my initial thoughts, man, honestly, I'm not going to lie. So, I know this was, like, a mixtape and, like, you know, there's a bunch of Lucys and, um, you know, a bunch of leaks that already came out um you know there were some leaks that he didn't put on there that i expected him to and then some that just came out of nowhere um but honestly i I will say this i think i really only liked like half the songs on there and the other ones i was like this ain't it like he should have like i know there are leaks but he just should have he should have kept this in the face like
0: like, uh the song he did with playboy cardi like his, his part of it was great. Yeah, me and Simon were talking about it last week. I, I didn't really like Playboy Cardi's side. Saman no. didn't have an issue with it because he was like, "That's Playboy Cardi's style." But yeah. I still feel like he didn't measure up to it. Yeah, games. like he could have
2: done. I've he- I've heard so many, uh, so much better Cardi verses than that, man. Like, and see, I think he had a yeah. original version, but he, he didn't include it on that. When he redid it, because I guess the other one leaked already, so he wanted to come new. I guess. But nah, man, like that one, he should have. He should have. I was expecting that. I was not expecting that on this project. I was expecting that kept it, it on, in the vault. <laughs> yeah, kept that one. In the I was vault. expecting him to. I was expecting Playboy to release it on his project because that would have been so like that would have done numbers for him, you know. Um, so I, you know, yeah, right. like. I, but honestly, I will say I think the worst track on there is "Demons," man. I just. I did not like that track at all. Like
0: I didn't like it. Yeah, I did not like it. That and war, yeah. that and war, were yeah. my top two yeah. like least like songs. Crazy. Like like the UK vibe. I just <laughs> it's just I don't know just just why it's not that. for him, man.
2: Like he he can do it. Like that fire in the booth freestyle that he did on that uh, on that show. Yeah, that was that nice. was nice. But then that's like it. That's like your one time you get to explore uh, UK. Like other than like just putting it out. I know why he's doing it. He's trying to, like, shine the light on on drill rap. Um, But, like, man, like, those songs are just not it. Like, the second half is just, like, the worst half of the album, man. I'm not going to (laughs) lie.
0: Yeah. And, and, I mean, like, when you look at a a song like D4L, a standalone hit, but he doesn't give the spotlight um, as much to rappers that are popular as him um, on this project. Um, Do you think like, like for that, for the um, upcoming album, it's one of those things where he's going to have a few artists or do you think it's still going to be packed with, you know, the artists that he usually has like on his previous projects?
2: Yeah. So I actually think that this next project, um, I think he's going to do a lot of, um, that's something I was going to talk about. He, he, he's going to have a lot of features that you wouldn't expect. Like he already previewed um, a feature with Roddy Rich, and then he's doing like some song in French or something like that. Which is just like crazy surprising. Like who knew he he knew French as a language? But I I honestly think that there's gonna be he's starting to work with the littles more and you know, these new age rappers, like Lil' Yachty. I never expected him to do a song with Lil Yachty. Like, come on. Um I think he's gonna have another the baby feature. Um, you know, he's working with Playboy Cardi now. So honestly, I think this next this next project is gonna have a lot of features that you wouldn't expect on it I would say that
0: yeah absolutely and and, and, and save like when you look at, at this at this past project and then looking forward to um as as is like he he's getting into the the longevity phase of his career you know of the one of the defining artists of this era like, like what's a few things that you kind of want to see like more from him in in this project because two years ago he gave us a high volume project in scorpion right. but now it's one of those things where it's he's like he said it's going to be like more condensed
1: I think just trying to collab more with different artists, to be honest. Because, you know, with uh, the last project, we got Jay-Z. We even got a song for Michael Jackson. was a big surprise when he put out the uh, track list. I was like, whoa, he got a song with Michael Jackson, Crazy, bro. <laughs> yeah. and he's still making music. Michael's back. No, I'm just joking. But um, I, you know what artist I want? He's back. Yeah, right. I, you know what, what artist I want him to collab with? And they tried to do it for a couple years. When Bryson Tiller had that big wave after dropping his mm. project, I want him to collab with him because we see him collab with Little Baby, uh, yeah. Rock Boy, JB, a couple other like small town artists, and gave them that avenue to grow. I I want him to do that, but I also want to work with Bryson Tiller. I want him to revamp another song with Summer Walker because the remix he was on Summer Walker's song was phenomenal. Mm. I love his verse on that. Yeah, so. He's given us everything. I think we still get Drake, but I feel like he's going to reach out and touch some young artists, like Maurice said, and give them that angle because what else can... He doesn't have to prove anything. Drake does not have to prove anything. Anymore.
0: That's kind of the thing. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, and, and, and that's... And, 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 yeah, go ahead.
2: Oh, no, yeah. Uh, Just based off of what he was saying, yeah, man, like, I, I, if you think about it, he's already given us, like, albums that were like rap full Everything rap he could he's just he's on another level now he's already done yeah. the talking he has established himself as one of the greatest artists right now so really all he's doing right now is like look i'm just making money i'm making these hit songs just because i can that's literally it you know he's doing these features and giving that's the blame. vibe he's really giving off yeah
0: it's just because i can i'm gonna do
2: it <laughs> exactly man like
0: yeah, definitely, and you know he, he he's he's dominated, um, you know R and B, rap, um, even pop, and and his his popularity has coincided with, with all of these genres, and um and just in terms of how his fourteen year career has developed and the impact he's had, um overall Maurice, like what would you kind of say, like what left, you know, like what more is there left for him to accomplish, or is it just more about him like like you were saying having longevity, being one of the artists that just stands the test of time, and it's just always kind of like in the listener's ear.
2: Well, to be honest man like there's nothing Drake can really do right now that'll 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 people will knock him off of like i'm gonna listen to this project he can literally put out anything and people will listen to it like I just don't see that happening for the next like few years honestly um i think I think one of the important things he has to do now is. And, and this is how yeah. he established this is how he retires as one of the greatest in the top ten. He's already kind of like he's he's proved that he can do it lyrically. Um, and obviously the numbers, no one really is touching him on numbers. Um, but but one thing he needs to do, and this is how I see him going out on a high note, is if he can establish himself like Jay-Z did where where musically and um, business wise, mm-hmm. if he can establish himself on that plane, where let's say he doesn't drop projects that's the, for next, the lane. next five years right all of a sudden you just hear a drake verse yeah. then people are gonna be like whoa drake is on this like instead of it being like oh it's another exactly. drake song if he can stop himself in that in that uh lane of uh like where he's going now and just like with his businesses like he's doing a lot of like weird businesses like the air drake like a whole airline like all that stuff like <laughs> he needs to get more into like what jay-z was doing where he's investing in paintings or or uh
0: assets with like real estate or sponsor or sponsoring or sponsoring uh virginia black yeah to, to just doing any sponsorships <laughs> He, chooses.
2: <laughs> yeah like it's it's like drake level uh you know it's 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 drake he does what he wants like i'm gonna go buy a plane because i can't yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna do exactly. virginia black because it's my you know like um, but if he can establish himself on yeah. on that level of Jay-Z, I think I think we're talking like Drake is 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 one of the top 10 like rappers of all time. Like just off, just
0: based off of that, like yeah, absolutely. off of his like after story of what he's done, you know? Yeah, definitely. And, and, and that's kind of the, the, the withstanding thing that that he has. Uh, Savan. like what would you kind of say is 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 um the main thing that that he's got left, or, or do you think it's just one of those things like Maurice was saying, kind of having the impact that that like a Jay Z has in terms of just being around, always having an impact, even in the business arena as well, to just even further what what he's doing in his career.
1: I think at some point Drake wanted to be like Jay Z, and he said that in fear. He said, "I'll oh, take this the wrong way. I never, yeah. cry with that I never I cried when Pac died. I, I, I
0: never cried when Pac died. And I never cried when Pac died. Yeah, the
1: Hove Hove does, but." I think I he is. also said, I wanted to be um, what's on, the on
2: Rockefeller, but yeah. Um, but yeah.
1: I turned it over to Rockefeller. Yeah, So I don't think he wants to go down that lane anymore. I think he created his own lane, which made him who Drake is. And I think with the business ventures, I think it's a lot of business ventures that we don't see behind the scenes because he invests so much in his crew and he has other business ventures that you don't see, like buying land. That's a big money market, buying land and putting a house there. Eventually, he could sell that and make way more. I'm pretty sure he's investing. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it was Dreams Money Dreams Money Can Buy. He said about he wanted- Dreams Money money.
0: Can Buy, yeah. Yeah,
1: he wanted art money. So I'm pretty sure he did that. It's like, he doesn't give us, he's transparent, but he's going to give us all his business ventures.
2: Yeah. In my opinion. I mean, he just bought the, uh, or he just invested it in that gaming uh, streaming platform. I think it's called um, Cake or- Something like that. Um, so, those are some, like... Those are some, like, ventures that nobody yeah. really could see a rapper doing. But he's, like, keeping up with the kids and stuff. Like, with Fortnite and stuff. You know, he played Fortnite with Ninja. Like, he wow. definitely, like, makes... He <laughs> definitely established himself as, like, I'm going to always be in your ear. Like, I don't have right. to do all these other, like, yeah. like, boss moves things. Like, I'm always still going to be in your ear because I'm Drake.
1: And also... I don't know yeah, if you guys are like familiar with plies. Cause Plies was back like yeah. middle school days, like oh five, oh six to when he was very popular. But he stayed popular now because of social media, him posting and everything. I think Drake, that's what movies Drake is doing because he knows the pandering to the young kids, the the millennials are gonna keep him afloat, not us or you know, 40 year old people or that, you know, that demographics. I think he's playing to pandering to the side of the kids. Now they did boo him off the of stage because they wanted it. That's
0: not going well for him. That's <laughs>
1: the one thing that's
0: not going well for him. Yo, that had to hurt his ego. So
2: I know if I'm the greatest artist out right now, right. And someone else, if someone boos me off the stage, like that's a, that's hurting my pride. Like I'm already like, losing battles with you know stuff like that like I, I gotta deal with this now too but honestly frank ocean is that guy like that's where the, the motivation is. that's
0: where the motivation for this album came out yeah. this is gonna be a revenge album yes
2: sir <laughs> throwing shots at know. frank ocean man like i know y'all seen those memes about him writing about frank ocean man it was so funny
1: nah i don't i don't think he was sir because I, I watched an interview with Tory lane he was like i called that man i was like he was like, after he was like, uh, he talked about it a little bit, he was like, bro, what are you doing? He was like, you know how much you got so much money, you really don't care? Because he wasn't, I don't think it like fade him in. Yeah. He was like, well, I'll just give y'all some bangers. That's what Tr- Tory Lane said. But yeah, I went on tour with Drake. I When he says that, he's about to turn off the bangers nonstop. Sicko mode. Like he was going to like give them everything. But mm-hmm. we, like he said, Frank Ocean's like a unicorn. You don't see him. You don't see Frank <laughs> Ocean, so when you like think these Chuck Taylor, Dave, Chuck <laughs> exactly. Taylor you Frank Ocean will come out, you're gonna be like, I don't want Drake." Yeah, but if I was there, Drake, give us nonstop. Yeah. Come on, take a boat. take a take-
0: Exactly, man. Give us nonstop. Give us nonstop.
1: <laughs> I don't care. You can do nonstop five yeah. times in a row, like uh, Jay Z and Kanye's did, uh,
0: and we still be rolling with it. it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And, and and transitioning to kind of um, our, our top three uh, favorite Drake projects and just in terms of like the expansive list of, of what he's done um, to, to start it off, Maurice, what would you kind of have as you know, it doesn't have to be in a particular particular order, but what would you kind of have as, as like your, your one of your, your top three favorite Drake projects?
2: All right, I'll give you my top three. and And this is kind of this goes back and forth depending on the mood, right? But, obviously, I think the first two, yeah. you can, without a doubt, would be Take Care and yeah. Nothing Was the Same. Those two, for me, go back and forth. Um Absolutely. But just thinking about it this week, I, I would say that, that um, Take Care is my favorite. Uh, and I think it's his best body of work in terms of yeah. just, like, he had, yeah. uh, like, singing songs and he had rap. He had both ends of the stick. But... Um, but nothing was the same. Was just where he was. He was at. Um, he was like he's establishing the game already. And like I'm boasting my confidence now. It was just straight up like like I'm here. Like there's no one that can stop me. Like I'm here. I'm I'm at the top of the game. So those two would yeah. definitely be my favorite. And then I think I think three would be if you're reading this it's too late. Just because mm-hmm. I think that was the most confident yeah, Drake that we've ever seen. Like that album right there. He, he was just full of like, I'm boasting. I'm, I'm at the top. No one can stop me. Like, that was his most confident self. So those would be my top three. And, in mm. that particular order, Um, take care, nothing was the same, then if you're reading this. um, But like I said, it goes back and forth between take care and nothing was the same, honestly.
0: Yeah, I, I had nothing was the same, take care, and if you're reading this, it's, it's too late. Mm. And and just talking about, you know, if you're reading this, it's, it's too late it's a project to me where he's just reaching, like you said, his peak confidence for 17 tracks. And, um, you know, he's got the, um, the industrial sounds and minimal beats where he's just in his element and just the, a very, the various amount of moods he's, Im- he's immersing himself in where he's just, um, blending, you know, r- regret, the melancholy, um, just all of the, the these types of feelings. Um, cause like know yourself and junk or those are like two of the most popular tracks on the project where he's still trying to connect memories and emotions. And, um, I'm not saying this is one of, this is this his best track, but you and the six, that's like one of his most personal tracks. Yes. Um, you know, he, yes. he says, but I just roll with it, mama. Rolling stone with it, mama. I got to be careful around rolling stone or anyone that's throwing stone to me, mama. I'm not condoning, mm-hmm. condoning it, mama. They will not tear any, anything down. I built this home for you, mama. I just been working with so much, so with so little time for personal mama, end quote. And to me, it's just one of the best songs on the project as, as it's, you know, a dedication to his mom, where he's really re- revealing the negative and positive emotions um, he's possessing, and um, that that would kind of be uh, my third. But um, Savon, like, what, what would you kind of have as, as your third favorite overall Drake project?
1: So um, they fluctuate as well, but number one, take care, solid project, man. It's it's hard to skip a song. Even I, I even like Kendrick Lamar's interlude. Yeah, like he gives that different element. And I love the content he was talking about. He's talking about Rihanna in, in Toronto. <laughs> but, um, I like uh, Take Care. <laughs> I have to go. Uh, nothing was the same. The best song on that yeah. track is all, of, uh, all Me. Like, hands down. Everybody killed that verse. It was it was insane. But number three, I'm going to have to go with Views. And this is why Ooh. I Views. Because Christ. after all of this controversy around him, ghostwriting and different elements, Views really family close, is probably top five intro song for me for Drake. Yep. It really was a different element. Yeah, that's an amazing yeah. intro. Yeah. And we talked about this well Intros and closing, ending songs. It's like surgery. He said it like surgery to me. And it's crazy. Like, I don't skip a song on this project at all. At all, so I go with views. I mean, and that's
0: one of his like most. That's one of his most divisive projects because a lot of people like they think that's one of his worst projects, and others like really treasure it. It's kind of like a, a divided view project,
1: right? And I don't understand if, if you really look at views, what song is a weak link? Western Roll flows is crazy. Uh, views from the six is crazy. Now turn the six upside down is a nine. Now crazy. <laughs> you will feel no waves. Like I could go redemption, redemption. Oh my god! Yes. Like these tracks <laughs> still here. Controller, bro. Come on. How can you say this? This project is slept on. I don't know why. This it, this top five.
2: I definitely think it slept on, and and I think that it's aging really well. Like if you think about it, there was so many good songs yeah. in there. I will say this. I think the ones he could have left off, and this would have been a perfect album for me, and this would have probably been on my top three. Uh, I think he could have left off um, Grammys. Uh, all right, I like that one, but yeah, he could have left off oh, Grammys.
0: He probably could have. He, he could have left <laughs> off
2: um, Fire and Desire views.
1: What? Oh no, no. I like that
2: one, bro. Hey, bro. kick me off to Say well, I didn't like that one. He, he could have left off Faithful, man. Like, nah, bro.
1: Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I don't like
2: Faithful.
1: Wait, 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 wait. Child's Play. Now that was though. You didn't like <laughs>
2: Nah, bro It's a skip for me, man. It's a skip for oh me.
1: <laughs> it's MC, a legend. Oh, and then he added Division at first when he leaked it. Division wasn't even on the track, yeah, bro. You crazy. And Fight and Desire, it's like, oh my
2: god, nah, man. It, it wasn't oh, and Summer's Over in the like, nah, bro Like, I'm not saying that they're bad songs, I just could have done yeah,
0: without I didn't, it. I didn't like the interlude.
1: You didn't like you don't like Majid Jordan. Yeah. You guys are crazy, man. I guess I'm just a too over your uh, <laughs> fan. Like Majid- the
0: summer over the interlude, I wasn't a big fan of. I just think yeah.
2: if if he really if, okay, you know what this project would hit like if he left those songs off. It would hit like if you're reading this is too late because of all the songs that like the other songs are just pure rap or they're just like number one singles like uh, too good. Uh, controller, like come on, how you gonna like? Those are like number, those are billboard like singles, right? And then the other tracks that you mentioned, like uh, yeah, keep the family close, like you with me, redemption, like those are just like that's Drake in his element right there. Like honestly, Ooh. if he would have left off those other tracks, like it would definitely be in my top, my top three, bro.
1: That is sad. Bro. <laughs> that's the first time I ever. Now I've heard Grammys, I've heard um, one dance. And I've heard um, uh, views. That's the three I've heard. But fire is this guy, that's breaking his element. And then you got the Brandy sample. Oh, my gosh. You guys are killing me. You guys are ki- you're killing me, Small. <laughs> it just wasn't the time, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Killing me, Smalls. Killing me, Smalls. <laughs> Both calls me fire. But, uh, you know, t respect. I respect what you say. I think, man, I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't want to understand either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and and before we we, we kind of transition uh, to our to our next segment, dealing with "Take Care" and nothing was the same. You know, those are definitely considered his top two projects. Um, you know, and, and dealing with "Take Care," um, John uh, Carmichael from the New York Times said, "quote In the future, an album like this will be commonplace. Today, it's radical." End quote. And the album was just a game changer. And a lot of things in rap have changed, you know, since 2011. Um, in his intro, Over My Dead Body, he said, quote, but jealousy is just love and hate at the same time. It's been mm-hmm. that way from the beginning. I've just been playing. I didn't even know that I was winning. And This is the only sound you should fear. Man, these kids wear crowns over here and everything is all right, end quote. And, you know, it, it's just an an excellent opener to him addressing the struggles um, that wealth and, and, and family uh, bring. But in terms of just overall, like how radical of a project this was, at 2011, like it wasn't a commonplace type of album. Like Maurice, looking back at it, you know, nine years later, like do, do you still feel like this is kind of like his his signifying masterpiece in terms of him just like kind of taking like a radical change to what like most hip hop hip hop artists do?
2: Yeah, I definitely think so. I think it was the the project that put Drake where he is today. Without that project, right, I don't think Drake would be what he is yeah. today. Um, that yeah. really established him as as Drake, right? That's like his sound that people imagine him yeah. as, and I honestly don't know how people don't consider it a classic, right? And obviously, you know, people have their own taste in music, but just in terms of what it did for the game, uh, and just for his career, I-, I don't understand how they don't consider that project to be a classic. Like, if you give him one, it has it, it's a, a, if you give him at least one, you know, that'll that'll be the one.
0: You know, I, I yeah. don't understand. Yeah, I mean it, 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 It's definitely a, a clear cut masterpiece, and and then looking to nothing was the same. Um, just an extremely focused and, and cohesive album. Um, the the track list just has about you know everything you, you could want if you're a Drake Drake fan. You know, from hold on we're going home to, to hype anthems and worse behavior and started from the bottom. Uh, then um, just to me like in terms of his best intro. I would say it's Feskin Leather. Oh yes, <laughs> this is no. the, the six-minute intro, which no. you know he, he's got. <laughs> no. Okay, no, See, see this is the this is the next thing we talk about. What is Drake's best Wait, intro? So, like say no. What, 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 what would
1: you no. give it to? No, it's not.
2: Whoa! Don't tell it's me not. you think it's nonstop.
0: What bro. is it?
1: Nonstop is It's not an intro. Oh, it's not. No, what?
0: That was the, that was his second. Oh, song. That was the
1: second one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Survival.
0: Yeah, survival. Yeah, survival. Okay, okay. Yeah, was I was
1: about to say yeah. no, man. Yeah intro song is over my dead body hands i can see
0: it i can down. see it mm-hmm.
1: hands down
0: i can see that from the
1: lyricism it. to the punk like it was just straight like flush bro like it really set the tone like okay because you if you realize the gap between uh fireworks uh fake me later to over my dead body yes the gap in between those projects, you can see the progress. Thank God he met The weekend, or somebody introduced him to The Weeknd. <laughs> he really kind of heightened that project. That's true. But Over My Dead Body was such a great song that I, you can replay over and over. It has that subtlety, but it also has that lyricism people love about Drake. And then with this project, he found his complete sound. Because he was searching for a comeback season, room for improvement. And then Thank Me Later, he was close. He had some bangers. He was close. Then he put mm-hmm. out "Take Care" and it really kind of like solidified. Okay, this is what Drake is. That's what Drake. That's what. That's what we want to hear from Drake. But over my dead body. And then it's another one. Tuscan Letter is number three to me. It's a dope song, but it was too long for me.
2: I feel that that sample though is crazy.
0: Mm. Oh, no. Oh, that yes. sample is oh my goodness. Let me see
2: what's um. Is it what about from Sof- uh, so far gone? Is that what you're talking about? Or are you talking about. No, no uh, it's
1: legend. legend. What's for life? Number two. No, legend is the oh, yeah. two. Oh, legend. Okay. Yeah. When I pull up on the. I'll take a <laughs> 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 bad, bad. <I'm> too- <laughs> If I die. Oh, bro. Never mind. This switch that legend and did this over my dead body. Bro. Interesting.
0: Uh oh. Uh oh. Okay. Switched it up.
1: Yo. Legend is crazy, bro. Legend is crazy. Oh, it is some rumors that said Ten bands I mean, was supposed to be the intro song.
0: Yeah, that okay. Would that have been your number one? Would that have been your number one if Ten mans was the intro? Oh
1: yeah, Ten bed. fit the bed. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, no, fit, <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Wait, do you
2: like all those songs? But I don't, don't know have that, that on your <laughs> top three.
1: No, if you're reading this to late, it's number four. I feel like because Drake then realized he he just put it out. He, he didn't think it was gonna be as big, but he knew. Take care. He knew. Um, uh, if you're not reading, nothing was the same. He said views. He really loved views. The project. He was like, if you're reading this late, I just put some. I didn't know it was gonna be this big.
0: Yeah, it was like a surprise. Didn't, job. He didn't even think it would blow up the way it did. Yeah, it yeah. was a
2: surprise drop because he was working yeah. on the album with Future, and then right. uh, if you're reading this, it was a surprise drop, which is kind of crazy, right? Like he put out a crazy album um and some people consider that one of his classics um and it was a surprise job you know what I'm saying
1: sheesh it was like yeah yeah definitely 17 tracks of craziness
0: yeah and and, and and to close it out um with nothing with the, with nothing was the same you know um pound cake it, it, it's, it's another song where Drake's at, at his finest lyrically um the, the the two-part track with with jay-z um and he said quote uh, my classmates they went on to be chartered accounts or work with their parents but thinking back on how they treated me my score union might be worth an appearance. Mm. I think everybody have to go through security clearance. Mm. End quote. And it, it was just it, this album was just an, an inflection point in his career, and just coming off of take take care, um, just sealed his spot as, as just one of the best of this generation. Um, in, in terms of like his best collabs, because I mean that was a really good a good collab with Jay Z yeah. um, to close it out. Um, what would you guys have as just like his best collab on one of his albums? Because he's had a ton of features and he's he's, he's had several with Jay Z. Even even you know light it up, Maurice.
2: Yeah, uh, honestly that that's probably like my favorite. Like not even gonna hold you like cause like especially yeah. honestly though I like uh Paris Morton music too, like the second half of that track. Um I like that part more than the the first part just cause Drake is going in. Um but I think overall, I think that is my favorite uh feature with anybody that he's ever worked with. Just cause like I think they were both in their bags of who they were as an artist. And I think they both complemented each other really well. Um and in, and obviously the song was catchy. Yeah. Um and all that and all that sorts.
1: Cool, that's tough.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, Samuel.
1: That's tough, man. Uh I, out of all his projects, that is really tough. Uh, I think I just stick with nothing was the same. I like when he collabs no, no, no. I go to views or either take care I just love mm. when he collabs with uh Rihanna. Yeah. Like too good. Take care. Uh, work. Yeah, those was great, great like, great collaboration. I, I was close to saying one with Janae Eco because of from time and also July they haven't worked together with a, uh, in a long time because of I guess some some feuds or something. <laughs> but yeah, I, love, <laughs> I love when he collabs with Rihanna because that chemistry is it's uncanny. Yeah, like they don't miss. Really, they don't. I haven't heard them put out a, a terrible track together yet.
0: Yeah. Definitely, yeah. um But, but yeah, I mean, all, all of those all of those collabs are, are 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 really good ones. And and when you look at Pound Cake, I mean, to me, like that was definitely right up there in terms of just what him and Jay Z were, you know, still in their element, um, still still in their bag. And 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 that's uh that would kind of be the 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 uh the top one for me, um, looking back over it. Um, but um, that's gonna wrap it up for our our first half segment, and we we'll be right back with our inception review. Welcome back to the show. We're getting into our Inception movie review. And to start it off with the overview, um, Inception was a 2010 science action film um, directed and written by Christopher Nolan. And um, he also produced it with his wife, uh, Emma Thomas. And um, you have Leonardo DiCaprio as um, the leading star. And um, the film was about a professional thief who steals information by infiltrating the subconscious of his targets. Um, He's given the opportunity to have his criminal history erased as payment for the implementation of another person's ideas into the subconscious of a target. And um, the, the cast, along with uh, DiCaprio, includes um, Ken uh, Wade Nebe, Joseph Gordon Levitt, uh, Marianne Cotillard, Ellen Page, Tom Hardy, Dalit uh, Rayo, Cillian Murphy, Tom Beringer, and Michael Caine. And the music's done by the legendary uh, Hans Zimmer, um, had a budget of $160 million and made $829.9 million in the box office, and had an 87% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, won four Academy Awards in Best Cinematography, Best Sound Editing, um, Best Sound Mixing, Best Visual Effects, also nominated nominated for four more in Best Picture, um, Best Original Split, R- Original Screenplay, Best Art Direction, and Best Original Score. And, and looking back at what Christopher Nolan's done as a director, you know, he's known as the prestige blockbuster filmmaker who's had just so much success with um, high-stakes stories and character focus as intense. Um, but Maurice, what are kind of your thoughts on how Christopher Nolan's been able to just have an array of compelling films and also your, your initial thoughts on inception as, as a multi, uh, multi-layered narrative
2: oh uh, yeah um man i think obviously i think he's like one of the the best directors um in the past 10 years if not ever um but as far as my thoughts on inception yeah. man honestly i think this is this is my uh this makes my list of greatest movies of all time at least that i've seen um it's definitely at the top like one or two right now it's in it's in between um i don't know if you've seen it uh shutter island and uh this movie inception uh inception like i i literally just watched it again today to um to kind of refresh my brain on everything but that was probably like my fifth or fourth time watching the movie um so i definitely you know because every time you watch the movie it changes like your perception of what what happened in the film changes like when I watched it today, I knew so much more about the film than I did the last time I watched it. And maybe that's because I had like a, a lens on it, like mm-hmm. trying to break it down or whatever. But honestly, the just the the movie yeah. itself, there's so many layers. There's so many elements that you can explore. And like the story um, is like insane just from the beginning. The whole concept, like I think this is just like almost like a perfectly done movie like i don't know if there's a lot of movies that i can say that really kind of hit every nail um on the on the list of things that make it hard to really find a critique yeah it it really is like like even even with the controversy between like what happened at the end or or whatever um like controversial not in bad terms but just like uh what what way is it you know is it the real world or is it not um I think it, even in that sense, like, there might not be enough like details to kind of like, uh, like persuade which one or the other. But I think I think that's that was intentful on purpose. Like the director wanted it to be an ambiguous ending, and I think that's what makes it such a good movie and why you can watch it multiple times over and over again and get a different like ending or a different theory on what actually happened in the movie. So I, I honestly think this is one of my greatest movies. Uh, of all time, I have it that high on my list.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's really high up there. And, and Savon, when you look back at just some of his overall best films, like um, the the Dark Knight, obviously, um, the, the the Prestige, Memento, um, even Dunkirk, Interstellar uh, was another interesting mm-hmm. film. Um, in terms of just where this film ranks among like some of his best, and, and Maurice, uh, you, you can kind of give your thoughts after this, but Savon, like, where would you kind of rank it among just? Some of his like best films that he's ever done.
1: I think it's it's in the top ten, of course. Uh I think he's dealt with over 20, 20 films that we know of. But it's so hard to it's def, I think it's definitely top ten because you look at Dark Knight Rises, the the trilogy of the Dark Knights, and then you look at Interstellar, which is one of my favorite Matthew McConaughey movies. I thought it was, it was super long, don't get me wrong, yeah. but it was a great film. I love the storyline, I love how it was written. Um I definitely think it's like number six. Five or six because of the Batman trilogies, um, but I mean this.
0: So you would have all three Batman's ahead of this one.
1: Most definitely, most deaf. Oh wow! Oh wow! Most definitely. Wow! Most definitely. Do you, are you? Do you guys not agree? Like wait
2: in terms of like a good. I one. would.
0: The only one I would have ahead. The only one I would. I would have. I would have ahead of Inception is is uh, the Dark Knight, the, the second one.
1: We see. Okay. Okay, guys. All right. All right, guys. So <laughs> one more. You guys are killing me, small. <laughs> You're killing me. So, that's
2: like in terms of like good movies, like y'all put that over uh, Inception?
1: Yeah, I put Interstellar wow. over Inception. I liked Inception. Wow.
0: It really
1: wasn't mm. my cup of tea. I'm just going to. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, don't, I, I wouldn't put Interstellar over this one.
1: Yeah. Oh, hey, 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 hey there, guys. <laughs> hey. Come on. I, I really wasn't like, I'm a big The Capitol fan. I just, it wasn't something I got into.
0: You weren't really blown away.
1: Not really. It wasn't something like what we talked about. I was like, what What film are we reviewing? I think it was like two weeks ago. He was like, Inception. I was like, oh, I have to go watch <laughs> it. I literally watched it one time. You.
2: you said
0: you've only watched it one time?
1: Only one time. This is one of the DiCaprio movies I was like.
0: See, this is one I have to go back and watch like three yeah, or four times. Man. You
2: got to. That's, that's, how you, that's how you fall in love with it, man. I'm telling you.
1: I don't remember it at all man it's not like so it wasn't even memorable to you not me i'm like (laughs) Maurice. yeah (laughs) interstellar is like 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 like, we're okay go ahead i'm sorry
0: yeah no no i mean interstellar like like that's the one thing because the one critique with 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 nolan savan is that this is just like he he can have super long films interstellar was that type of film where it may have went longer than what it actually should. And and I definitely agree with you on on that one.
1: I would say it was long, but it was still like, I can watch that over and over because like the storyline and how everything Mm. interchanged, like it had everything I wanted in a movie. It had the love aspect, it had the sci-fi, you know, space aspect to it, astronauts, whatever. You had a father trying to be this great person, but he's disconnected with his family. Like it had that, Time, but Inception. It was it was the best thing I could like, watch. Like okay, Cabrio did his butt off, but okay,
2: bro. You literally just described Inception minus the space part. Like it's yeah. literally Inception you just described. Except that's what Inception, Inception was exactly. Like oh. instead of space, it's uh, dreams, like multi-dimensional
1: dreams. I know, I know. I'm not a dream person. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like dreams. Okay, just out okay. <laughs> <laughs> i bought a lot of like crap on inception it just wasn't like a film like i can you know be like yo that was and when i watched it i was like oh yeah that was that was pretty good that was crazy that was i liked it but it's not like something i watched. Oh,
0: i think this is the first like critical reception you've had of a movie review save on usually like you're up in arms like like just giving like a big applause, but this this one you're just kind of lukewarm. I
1: know, man. I I love Nolan as a director and writer. It's it wasn't a bad film. I'll give me wrong. It wasn't a yeah. bad film, but it's not like okay. I'm. A, it's Friday night. It's 8, 8.06, Like today, I was like, hmm, what movie do man. I want to watch? Oh, Inception. No, never, never, absolutely not.
0: Wow. <laughs> I would. I, I would, would want to so watch that on a too, Friday man. night. Just
1: put in Inception. <laughs> Yeah. Like, that's a movie
2: you got to show your kids, you know what I'm saying? Like, now
1: that movie there, Shutter Island with the cat yo.
2: Oh, yes, yes, wow. definitely.
1: Now, I watched that over and over, hands down. I watched, I've probably watched that probably like 50 times.
0: That yeah,
1: one of my favorite movies, but Inception wasn't I, I like that's one of be his best, but Inception, it was you know, whatever. I feel like I'm prolonging, so I'm gonna back off.
0: Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, looking overall at, um, at the ranking, uh, Maurice. Before we get to to our to our first topic, where would you kind of have this? Because like Dark Knight is, is extremely high up there. Um, you, you have you have other films that, um, Dunkirk. You know, it was kind of like in between in terms of like the, the critical reception. But Inception w- was a summer blockbuster film, sci-fi as well. That just he really pulled it off, and it was still able to be considered like one of his like top three. Because to me, it's like it's definitely a top five known yeah. film. Not 6 or 7, I say <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's I... <laughs> Yeah, man. I Honestly, okay. And here's, and
2: here's what I would say. So, obviously, everyone that's, like, into, like, comics and stuff will love, like, the Dark Knight series. And what I like about it is he also yeah. pulled people who weren't into comics and stuff, like, who never really read on it. You know, obviously, it's Batman. So, everyone pretty much knows who that is. But it wasn't even, like, about it being Batman. It was, like, this is, like, a great series to watch or a great film just over on movies and that's what i like about it um and that's yeah. why it's definitely like his top his top um his top films but i still think inception man just the he overall revamped, story. He really
0: revamped the image yeah exactly exactly he really revamped the image of oh Batman. definitely
2: like there, i don't think there's anybody else that's really done that as well as he did um but it's like inception to me yeah. was just like Cause all right with Batman, you know, you were given a story, right? Like you had this story. It's based off of the the comics or whatever, and he might have done his own creative spin in, in different ways. But with Inception, I, I, if I'm right, there was no like um, uh, story like comic or anything, or our book that it was based off of. It was just like someone wrote the story of this, and it's about dreams and um, reality and stuff like that, and and just the whole it, it, everything yeah. to me just ties together perfectly, like Inception. The little definition of Inception, you know, uh, planning an idea in someone's head, or you know, somewhere around that definition. I don't have the direct, uh, exact definition, but to me, it just fit together very co- mm-hmm. cohesively as a film and as a movie, and that's why I rank it as one of his best, uh, pro- uh, uh yeah. movies. Um, and that that's just my opinion, though. You like, uh. You know, I just love that kind of like outward thinking kind, yeah. of, uh, kind of vision for movies, because like if you think about it, he had to have the end goal in mind throughout the whole film, because throughout the whole film, there's there's foreshadowing and there's there's elements that relate to the end of what happens and and the beginning. So everything just had right. to be so perfectly planned out and, and written into the story that I, I can't see why I wouldn't see why that's not like a good movie at least
0: <laughs> yeah at least a good yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah and, and and dealing with like um get to our first topic from from one to four stars like what would you give it um you know to, to me it really was a four star film you know it was extremely precise and full of clarity um each, each portion of, of the story is set up and and in a distinct um what, what was really um distinct um uh, in, in the setting um visually, Um, You know the the set pieces are crazy, as well as the the uh, snowbound, the snowbound uh, compound assault. But even though, even just the 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 spectacle and action, um, just were undeniably uh, jaw dropping at times. You know the the cast just elevated to a number of of levels with uh, DiCaprio, Ellen Page, and Tom Hardy. Um, From one to four stars, though overall, Maurice, uh, what would you give? Yeah,
2: definitely, I'm definitely giving it four stars. Like if you think about it, right? It's it's definitely it was definitely ahead of its time. Uh, at the time of the making, but yeah. if you think about it, like besides like the Marvel movies, you really don't get movies that are that vi- like with the visual effects. Like I was rewatching, it, I'm like, wow, this was this looks really good for something that could come out today. Like the visuals, yeah. I'm are like, like, like I'm thinking through like how did they do all this kind of stuff? Because I'm like into video production, and I kind of see like from that uh, perspective. Yeah. But it's like, wow, they were actually like ahead of ahead of their time when when doing this movie um and you know i guess that's always been in some like christopher nolan films he's always been like uh with the visual effects and all that kind of stuff um but but yeah i would definitely give it a four star four star rating just because like i said before everything just fits together cohesively um it was a great story um obviously the cinematography was amazing and just overall i think every aspect of this of this film you you couldn't really you couldn't really like critique it too much like it's one thing if you like just you know it wasn't your thing but like you know if it if like you were trying to look at it from a critic's lens like there's not a lot you can really say about make about this movie being bad so Mm -hmm. definitely four stars for me
0: yeah definitely and um and and it's just like you said it, it it has that that variance of the visuals just being um Really incredible, um, but Savon from one to four stars. uh What would you give it?
1: <clears throat> you ready?
0: <laughs> that long pause. That long pause.
1: <laughs> nah, man, I, I like the storyline. I I, uh, I like the writing about it. I love the actors. Yeah, you know, Mr. Hardy, Levitt, DiCaprio. I'll give yeah. it a three. It wasn't my thing. I love how he introduced a bit of sci-fi, different things and elements in there. I'll give it a three. It Just wasn't, it wasn't my, my mm. cup of tea. I'll just leave it at that. It wasn't my cup of tea, but I mean, I can't go against a great director, writer, producer like Mister Nolan and be like, yeah, it sucked. It completely sucked. It definitely didn't suck. It just wasn't my thing. But three yeah. stars, all the way. So
2: seventy five percent out of a hundred. Yeah.
1: Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> because I don't want to get it. Goodness. I don't want to get into it. But yeah, three stars.
2: My
0: goodness.
1: Respect my gangster. Three stars. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so where does this minus twenty five <laughs> come from? That's what I, I mean. Yeah, you say it's not your thing, but look at it from yeah. a critical
0: lens. Del- delve into that, <laughs> <laughs> I
1: know both of you guys want four out of four, four to four stars. Okay, when when that first engagement, I probably was in. Like, oh, it came out. I really watched it probably when I was in college. Like really sat down and watched. I knew about it because it's DiCaprio, but when I watched it, I wasn't engaged with it. Oh, that's cool. He's a shapeshifter. Okay. What's going on over here? Like, it wasn't, I wasn't engaged. It didn't, like, keep my attention. Now, like, Batman, of course. Yeah. Of course, with Batman or Shutter Island, Shutter took my attention because I love the way it began. And it it really kind of made you want to figure out what was going on. Inception, it was just like, it gave it to you in a sense. And I, I don't know if that makes sense. But yeah, I, yeah. it gave you that sense of like wonder, like "Yo, is who is he really? Who is this?" Like it really had me thinking about it. With inception, was just like I'm just watching this movie because DiCaprio's in it.
0: Yeah, so, okay. I, I think
1: that's what it was.
0: And and transitioning to to kind of like um our favorite character for the film um for me I would have um Ariadne um played by Ellen Page. You know she was the architect of the dream, just being able to think outside of the box and just how she could efficiently pull off what they needed her to accomplish despite um, her lack of experience and being so young. You know, she's just extremely perceptive and and the voice of reason um, for Cobb in in, in the film. You know, without her, we don't uh, discover Cobb's, you know, personal issues when it comes to um, Maul's projections and and just appearing and just the dangers that come along with it. And just, she was just overall one of the best assets on the team. But um, Maurice, what would you kind of say was,
2: um, your favorite character. Yeah. Um, so okay, okay. I think I agree with you in that sense that she was definitely essential um to bring out to bring out these like um the model projections as you said. But on one hand it's like what if she didn't like yeah. like try to like be so nosy into his like visions and stuff like that. Like would would we have exactly. seen all these errors that came up? Like I was talking to Nashea about it the other day but are Uh, earlier but it was basically like you know this could have really been like a one hour movie if everything went smoothly but it's when like she kept bringing Mm -hmm. up like oh i'm not going in if you have all these problems or whatever like she kept diving in deeper into the past yeah like if, if she didn't bring that up then maybe he it wouldn't have been on his mind so much or or you know obviously they needed to tell a story for the movie and it's gonna happen but I'm like, dang, this this character is so annoying, bro. I swear, like, if that was me, like, and you were trying to get into my past, <laughs> I'm like, yo, chill out. Like, who do you think you are? Like, I'm hiring you as like an architect. <laughs> like, you don't need to. You need to know what you need to know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I definitely respect that. Um, that she's exactly. an essential character. Um, because obviously, like, you know, if she didn't do that. And, and all this stuff started happening. Nobody would know who to point to or nobody would know who to, who to like, who to like, where it's coming from, basically. Like they would be in a lot more trouble than if she didn't, uh, you know, peek into those, you know, and, and with that, we got to see like his past. Like we got to see, we got to dive deeper into his character at the same time, like she did, you know? So I think that really just reveals like how important her character was. Um, I guess overall, though, I guess my character, my favorite character would be um, Cobbs just because of his motivation and just because it was like he, he was at the point where mm-hmm. he was like, you know, I'm the best architect or I'm the best. I'm the most experienced in this new in this in, the, in exploring and sharing dreams. But I can't because I have a chip in my armor right. um, from like his past. So it was like his his past was holding him back. And that's the only reason why he couldn't be uh like at his peak as far as like performance wise. Um so I definitely think uh Cobbs would be my favorite just uh, just based off of motivation.
0: Yeah. And, 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 he, and he definitely uh, did have that. Uh Savon who, who would you kinda give the the edge to his, as your favorite character? Probably
1: for? author, man. I like author. I mm. love his uh his um monologue <laughs> <Does that laughs> mean, <it's English? laughs> no i'm for real like it gives that he's a uh, straightforward type of guy and he was i, I want to i don't want to get to the quotes because i'm a step in the game but he's a straightforward guy but he's also pretty good like um, i don't want to beat the like the scenes i got two scenes in a couple of his quotes that i want to uh, share when we get to that but no i'm just keeping it simple. i uh-huh. think author was one of those guys that was straightforward I related to him, if that makes sense. I, that character I related most to is Arthur. I like I like Cobb, Cobb but Arthur was like my yeah. man. Arthur's that dude. <laughs> yeah, Arthur's that dude for real. Sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And um, interesting to um, our most memorable scenes of the movie, um, I, I have several. And you know, whenever you guys want to chime in, just give your thoughts on it. Uh, feel free to do so. And um, the, the first one I had. Um, the rules of the dream world scene, and that's where um, Cobb takes Ariadne into her first shared dreaming experience. And this is really where we see, as a collective audience, what Nolan intended to create. It's just one of the most um, interesting and fundamental scenes to watch. Um, the second, the, the chase through Ambassa, um, that's early in the movie, in, in the movie where Cobb travels to Africa to meet up with Eames. Um, Cobb realizes, you know, he's being followed, and Eames runs um, interference, and just the chase is on. Um, but it was just an extremely thrilling scene. Um, just added along with Hans Zimmer's upbeat and high tempo track. And there's just a high energy level to it. And it's just this is like one of the defining highlights of the film. Um, Cobb coming home, you know, it to, to me, just one of the most moving scenes in the film, you know, returns home to his kids. And this is the moment that's just been building up and he's waited for it so long. And, you know, even though he, he spins the top and, and walks away, whether it's a dream or reality at, at the end of the day, like the focus is still on him being re- being reunited with his kids. Um, the final kick, uh, and, and, and this is just where to me, the brilliance of the editing done in the film was put on display. Like there's four parallel action sequences put together as it goes from, um, miles stabbing Cobb to Ariadne pushing Fisher off the building, um, delivering the first kick. Then you have, um, Fisher approaching his father's room and Eames setting up, um, for his final kick a while, um, all while the the van's just still in midair falling and you're just taken from level to level and it keeps your attention as it's enthralling. Um, and finally, to, to me, like the best scene, the, the, thing, the scene I always think back to is the zero gravity scene. And that's just one of the most exciting scenes of the entire movie, almost similar to um, the lobby scene in The Matrix where, you know, authors floating around in a hotel that's currently experiencing a, a zero gravity atmosphere. And it's just an extremely ambitious scene that um, had perfect execution. Um, but overall, Maurice, what would you kind of say was the most memorable scene that that stuck si- 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 with you the most?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna say I, I I um I was gonna say um that scene as well where uh they're explaining the rules and you know he's like all right you have two minutes to design yeah. a maze that takes at least a minute to solve so that mm-hmm. whole that whole uh that whole sequence of like they were there and then they're they're all of a sudden in a dream and they kind of and Ellen kind of are her character explain or she explores what can be done, like, the potential uh, for what they can do, like, as she was learning. And as as Cobb mentioned, like, she was, like, one of the fastest people to pick it up. Like, it looked like he was amazed at some of the stuff that she did, you know, despite being one of the best people to do it. Um, so that scene was just amazing, you know, understanding the rules of how the dreams work, um, how the levels to it work. Um, I'm going to say also the elevator scene where, you know, we got, we kind of get to uh, see Cobbs' past. Um, There's a lot of foreshadowing in those memories that you see on the levels, um, like with the train going by. You see like a brief uh, thing of that. Um, the last yeah. floor being, you know, where she finally uh, committed suicide to escape. Um, and so we got to see like all brief memories of that. Without like spoiling anything for us, we kind of it's just like a callback when we see what happens later in this film. And then, um, yeah, like you said, the 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 um the gravity the free floating gravity scene that was like obviously like that was a crazy, crazy scene. scene. Like, he like it was just like, it's like, how do you even like film this? Like, like it was just really cool to see everything <laughs> break down with the um. The kick sequence, um as you were explaining, uh I think it, it was kind of strange though. Like, so like I guess I would ask, like, how many levels do you think there were to like the kicks? Because me personally, I think there were five, five levels. Um, or five, five, um, yeah, five, five levels. Like, you have the plane is the top level. That's like the real world per se, right? Then the first level would be like use of streams, which yeah, is the chase. To me, it was five levels. Yeah. the chase. Um. Then you have the second level, uh, which is which is Dom's dream, which is in the hotel where he's doing the where he creates the the fall from the elevator. Um, the third level would be the fortress, yeah. the snow fortress or whatever, uh, where he's the architect and he's like mm-hmm. and his uh Eames, is that how you say it? Um, and then the the Eames, yeah, and yeah. then the fourth level. See, this is where it starts to get like kind of controversial because like some people think it's like limbo yeah. and some people think it's like fisher's dreams because they um, don't actually show the limbo
0: part the limbo part was one of the most targeted you know critiques of the
2: yeah because it's like it's confusing right like i don't know if i don't know if like from what i've from what i've looked up it seems like the third level is where you enter um limbo but they never really explicitly said that the third mm-hmm. level was limbo they just said if you travel down far enough you'll enter limbo but they never ever state in the film that which level was was limbo because there's two ways really to get there you can either um continuously down the path of levels and eventually get your way there or you can um you can uh die and and not and not wake up because the your dream has become your reality um and so you're in limbo with you know through the sedatives or whatever and so I, I honestly, the theory that I had was that I think they hooked into Fisher um, and then they, they, they po- but it was populated with Cobbs' Limbo because like, I think they were down far enough. Like the mm. fourth level is Limbo, not the third, because the third level was the Snow Fortress and that wasn't yeah. Limbo yet. So I think the fourth level is Limbo and then it was populated with Cobbs' Limbo. But it was Fisher's dream, and they had slept far enough to go uh, down to limbo. So just the overall setup. oh, and then when they when he died, right? I think that was the fifth level because he didn't make it out with uh, yeah um, Adrian and um and Fisher because they you know they left the whole they jumped out and died or got the kick. they rose up with the kick but um Cobbs and um what's his name didn't escape the, the, um, what's his name? The, the guy that they were working with, uh, what's his name? I forgot his name, but, but I'm trying uh, to think of it. I don't know. All right. We'll just say, uh, the, the guy that they were working with. Right. So him, uh, Cobbs and yeah. him were working together. Uh, so, to, you know, he had to go fi- and find him to get his memory. And I think that, um, I honestly think that the fifth level that they 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 went into was the other guy's version of limbo because I think Caprio died in in the fourth level, um, because he got stabbed right, and, yeah. and I don't think that was enough to wake him up because he mm-hmm. had to go further to find the guy that he was looking for. Oh, Sato, that's his name, Sato, uh, Arcado, one of those. Um, Sado. yeah, and so he had to go find him, and I think that's when you get to the fifth level of limbo. I think there was like. I think Limbo is uh, infinite. It just comes with different people's like mind, I guess, or whatever, our version of Limbo. And so I think they went there. Um, and so just yeah. that whole sequence of like, we don't know how long he was down there looking for Sato. And then when he eventually woke up, like on the plane, he was like, what happened? And everybody was looking at him like, you're back. Like, yeah. welcome back, basically. Like, you did it. And I just, that whole sequence was just, yeah. it was like amazing to me. Like the whole, the best part of Insane. the scene. Yeah,
0: definitely. Uh, S- S- Sivan, looking back at just kind of like the most, you know, memorable scenes of the film, what really like uh, stood out to you overall the most?
1: <laughs> the scene with Arthur, when uh, I forgot the driver's name, he was uh, getting chased by the people on the motorcycle, getting shot out by shotguns, and, and all the while Arthur, everybody's in this van. in the Yusuf? Dream. Yeah, I think he's, that was the name, the driver?
2: Yeah, 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 that was Yusuf,
1: right? So yeah. the entire time, I love that Yusuf. fight sequence. Like, it looks like at one point it was in reverse, and then it sped up to him like jumping throughout mm-hmm. the the, um, the hallway in the hotel, and then <laughs> and every, the slow motion in the uh, caravan. whatever you want to call it? Really got me because it reminded me of uh, Deadpool. <laughs> <before>
2: <laughs> oh yeah,
1: <laughs> so that was literally like yeah. the best. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, that, that was definitely up there with uh, transitioning to most memorable quotes um, uh, uh, with Cobb. You know, he said, quote, dreams feel real while, while we're in them. It's only when we wake up that we realize something was actually strange. Um, another one from Cobb, building a dream for your memory is the e- easiest way or losing your uh, grasp on what's real and what is a dream. Um, and ideas like a virus. Um, when Ariana, Ariana to Cobb says, um, quote, who would want to be stuck in a dream for ten years? And Cobb um, says it depends on the dream. Sato, quote: "Do you want to take a leap of faith or become an old man filled with re- regret, waiting to die alone?" End quote. And then Marl admitted, "You don't believe in, in one reality any, anymore." End quote. Um, overall, Maurice, what would you kind of give to um, the edges? Kind of like your your most memorable quote for this film.
2: Um, I think my most memorable quote was from um her his wife's dad right when he says, "Come back to reality." Um. That right there was kind of like indicated yeah. that, you know, he could be in a dream right now or that he's he's like the reality was that he's like hiding. He's like hiding these are he's suppressing these memories of like that he was responsible for um his wife's death in the end. um You know, he's suppressing all that kind of stuff. And so when he says come back to reality, he's just like mm-hmm. letting him know, like, yo, like you don't have to do all this to like. To, to Like, because he knew that he was, like, going under all the time or whatever. And so, like, he he knew that that's when he exactly. went back to mall. And so all he was saying was, like, all you have to do is, like, let that go and accept that that happened and just go be with your kids, basically. um, And so that's definitely, like, one of my favorite quotes because yeah. it obviously adds to, like, the ending where it's, like, you don't know if the top fail or not, you know? And, and the director's intentionally did not want you to see if it does or not um they hinted at it you know with a topple or whatnot um but you know that that was
0: probably my favorite quote of the yeah say so, so what would you kind of give the edge to as, as your favorite quote
1: um i think it was the sequence with cobb say to an author when i think cobb was talking to Sato like what do mm-hmm. you want he's like inception is it possible an author which i really like of course not it's not it's not possible <laughs> like you still idea. one <laughs> things like, okay, this is me planting an idea in your mind. I say, don't think about elephants. What are you thinking about? <laughs> elephants. <laughs> yeah, really, like really, that's why I was like he's relatable. Like, yo, it's not possible. It's, okay, let me let me show you why. But no, I think that little sink was right there, and Cobb was like, no, it's not. <laughs> and it was like that that back and forth, like different ways of thinking. Even if even when they're like working together and are in the midst of like the dream state and the normal whatever reality but yeah author is that guy that really that's why i like all yeah. he's like yo okay you think it, you think it's true all right let me tell you why <laughs> but, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah definitely and uh transitioning to to what do we like the most about the storyline um to me at the center of, of just what the concept was being extremely smart and just the intellectual energy from the film that it demanded demanded from the audience was next level, um, because we as an audience we were challenged to really like think, even at a higher level for what a film could be. Because there were some things like Maurice you were saying, like it just it just it just seemed really difficult to pull off what he did visually, and he still did it. Um, and just the thrilling and revolutionary aspects of it, um, being a psychological sci-fi summer block bu- blockbuster that actually worked and that he pulled off. I'm at the center of it and just the the revolutionary and thrilling themes of it just were really what stood out to, to me the most about the storyline. Um but but to you Maurice, what would you kind of say was the thing you liked the most um about about the storyline? So, I'm like a big a
2: big storyteller or or into stuff that's like, you know, driven by the storyline per se. Um what I like most about this film is that mm-hmm. you know, each time you watch it, you get a different ending because the ending is ambiguous and and every single element in the film yeah. adds to the ambigu ambiguity. Let me just not try to say the word ambiguity of uh, of the film, and and I think that's yeah. what makes it such a great film is because each person can interpret their own meaning uh, from it and kind of decide for themselves what they think happened. Um, and I think that that just makes it, you know, just. So good, man. Like I, I don't know what to say. Other than the music, obviously, music is a big part of film. Um, and obviously, if it's Hans Zimmer, then it is yeah, Hans really, Zimmer's soundtrack, yeah. his soundtrack, <laughs> the time soundtrack, yes.
0: is it's just amazing. yes,
2: like people could listen to that over and over again and not get tired. Like everything just fits together. Yeah. Like, even with the soundtrack, um uh, it came in at the perfect moments, like right when we're on the on the wisp of like exactly. a, a memory or something like that. And then the ending, like where it just all build up, and everything was going good for him, and the soundtrack mm-hmm. got to that to that climax point. Um, so it, yeah, just it, uh, overall, like really well, really uh, well written storyline.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so, Savon, what would you kind of say was the thing you liked the most about um, Nolan's pr- pr- um, specific storyline for for this film?
1: I think it was the 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 dangling of an old life or something that you really want that you think he wasn't attainable. I think that was the whole thing, him wanting to pull this job off to get his old life back, but he had to do it. So it's just like, he was so, I guess, so hell bent on trying to do this and kind of like gave a, gave a sense of like just normal life. People want something so bad, they'll do anything to obtain it. I think that was like the, the normalcy of all this sci-fi stuff and this shape-shifting, but the normal foundation of this movie is how how bad do you want it? And I think that's what I liked about the storyline, if, yeah. if anything. I think the normalcy of within sci-fi and all this incredible things going on in slow motion, but the normalcy of like, how bad do you want it?
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And um, interesting to our last topic, Ten years from now, do you still think it's watchable and, and intriguing? No. Um, when you have three aspects. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Savan. Go ahead. I'm giving <laughs> okay, it to you okay, first. Go
1: ahead. <laughs> I'm giving Go ahead, it to you brother. first. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead, brother.
0: Real? Okay. All right. <laughs> but but to me, when you just when you have the three aspects of smart, innovative, and thrilling, just coming together and aligning with you know one of our generation's best directors and also an all-time um, actor in, in DiCaprio. It just gives the type of performance only a cal- only someone of his caliber could really give. Um, Savon, what, what would you kind of say? And you just gave the answer <laughs> no. Um, but why is this 10 years from now not watchable and <laughs> intriguing?
1: I do agree it was, be- it was before his time. I think for millennials and the next generation, I don't think this movie will be on the top of their list when it comes to Nolan's films and also the DiCaprio's films. I don't think we'll put this into DiCaprio's top 5 or even top 10 in my in my retro retrospect because he's been in the film for a very very long time. He That's true. Right a child. But I don't think this film it was a good yeah. film but it's like that that good song you like okay that was a good song but I really don't want to listen to it like it's not in my playlist. If it's not, if I don't see it, then I'm not going to hear, listen to it. It's, it's the same thing for for this movie for me. Uh, I don't think it's watchable. I mean, it's, it came out in 2010, so it's been 10 years later. I haven't wa- only watched it one time. So, you know. <laughs> it's a no for me, dog. That's the answer right there. You only watched it one time for
0: in a decade span. You're like, hey, it didn't uh-huh. do it for me. <laughs> yeah, but 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 in terms of the watchability and intriguing elements of it, to close it to close it out, Maurice. Um, w- what would you say? Do, do you still think ten years from now this is still going to be kind of an intriguing and watchable film?
2: Yes, I, I definitely do. Like, if you think about it, I just don't think that there are too many films that have this depth within the film itself because, like, it made yeah. you think about it outside of just watching the movie. You had to like theorize about. You had this whole like community theorizing of what the movie meant. But normally movies are just like it. It gives you the information you need to know and there's character development and then you, they accomplish some goal or or they there's some like uh what's a resolution to the movie but with this movie there was no real resolution yeah. it was just climax uh at the end because it, it ended on a climax and that's why you know i it definitely is going to be uh memorable and i really do think that you got to watch it more than once man to to really form another opinion on oh, yeah, it like for sure. um Because, like, when I watched it the first time, I was like, wow, that was a great movie. I kind of had the same thought as Savon. But I think if you go back and watch it a second time, you'll pick up on all the stuff that you might not have. Just like with Shutter Island, you know, each time you watch that, you'll get, you'll learn more about what, you know, what happened at the end. Um, Inception is the same way. You you have to, like, you have to rewatch it, and then you have to kind of, like, theorize about, like, what this means. Um, and yeah, I, I definitely think it'll be it'll be a timeless movie for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, Maurice, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on for this episode. We we, we had an, an expansive episode, a doubleheader, but but um, I know we're definitely gonna have you back on soon. But thanks for being on, yeah, man. Yeah, no problem, man.
2: I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me, for
0: sure. Yeah, man, absolutely. Well, that wraps it up for tonight. I'm your host Windsor Burns, along with my counterpart Savon Morris. This has been Full Scope. See you later.